Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Frank Wolf. Uh, from Well Western New York, AllWesternNewYork.com and the 300 level. Roger Weiss is here. Earl Schunk, head coach at Duville Basketball. He's in studio. We're going to be talking about everything. Morning, guys. Morning. Morning. Morning, y'all. <laughs> uh, lousy morning, actually, <laughs> looking outside at the weather, but that's well, all right. it's about time we got some of this. Nice weather coming nah. in after this miserable weather we've had the last couple of days. I mean, you know, it's February, Anthony. Come on. I'm ready for spring. I don't know about you guys, but a uh, lot to talk about, as always. Uh, Frank Wolf, news and notes, and I know uh, it's going to be kind of uh, sad to start it off with. Yeah, we uh, we lost two members of our uh, high school sports family this week. Um, Dan Kaplan, who uh big into section six sports the ecic he lost his mother earlier this week uh, sorry pass our condolences to him and of course coach mcfall from hamburg um he just played a playoff game wednesday night and unfortunately his wife passed away on thursday oh my thoughts so, and prayers are with uh with the families obviously it's very very <laughs> sad yeah, and then uh Real quick, Dom Welch is just 25 points away from breaking Richie Campbell's record. We've been keeping you up to that, up to date on that each week here. And Tyron Lott from Health Sciences hit the 1,000-point plateau last night. Congratulations to him. Absolutely. Uh, let's get started with uh, wrestling and hockey, Frank. Well, in the wrestling, there was a major upset uh, out in Albany yesterday. Mason Hoos from Canisius knocked off the number one seed yesterday in the 220-pound division. He had another win, so he's 2-0 and on Friday. He heads into Saturday with a couple of big matches. But Mason Hoos of Canisius is uh, doing great things for, sec- for uh, Western New York, Monsignor Martin Association. And, again, he knocks off the number one seed out in Albany yesterday. Congrats to him. Other winners yesterday, moving on to today, there were three from Niagara Wheatfield, Justin and Warren McDougald and Matt Chico, Connor Day of Iroquois, Jacob Schmieder from Hamburg, Dylan Ingro and Cameron Page from Falcon are moving on. Hector's, Hector Collum from Fredonia. Tyler Smith, Pioneer. Jordan McLaughlin, Olean. Laith Alsus of Luport. And if you want to follow the action today from Albany, the Times Union Center, go to armdrag.com. Just follow the links, and you'll be able to see how our guys are doing. Awesome. Oh, Number one wrestler in the state just couldn't bring the who's down, could they? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was for Earl. You know, I gotta I get know. him get get that girl fired up. You're getting morning. him sick early. <laughs> I see him reaching for the garbage can. All right, go ahead. And Hoos is just having an unbelievable scholastic year all uh, you know, in the classroom and on the mat and on the football field. That's excellent. Yeah, show I mean, you know, Actually, kind of overdoing it with showing off all his uh, prowess and all I that. I think it's incredible. I suppose he's an honor student too. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, and then, uh, you know, in hockey, boys hockey action right now. Um, on Monday, it's Super Monday. So you'll have, for the Niagara Cup, bailing it out the two Monsignor teams. St. Joe's and Canisius are going to lead things off at 4 o'clock, followed by the large school out of Section 6, Lancaster 
and Will North. They'll play at 6, and then they will be followed by Kenmore West and West Seneca East, the small divisions. Did you see that goal, West Seneca East, I uh, guess Will East was yeah. it, in overtime, yep. blast from, what was it, the left side? Just inside. Just inside. He wound up and let it go, and it was a... Wow, what a yeah. shot. Yeah, Tyler Arndt. Uh, he's been doing that all year. I mean, he's an incredible hockey player, and uh, Ken West is going to have their hands full. And West Seneca East probably has the best goalie. I thought he had the best season out of all the goaltenders, and I'm not being biased because I love this name is Jagger Maving. But he's been incredible all season, and he w- he was able to help shut down Williamsville East on Wednesday night. They have arguably the best player, uh, offensive player, in uh, Mike Stefan. And Maving and his defensive corps in front of him, they were just incredible, and they earned this. They earned the game. They earned it. All right, so that's going to be a big day Monday. Get on out. And that is at the Harbor Center. That, that's at Key Bank Center. Oh, Key Bank Center. And I'm on sorry. Sunday, the girls play Williamsville, and the flop team. That's Frontier, Lakeshore, and Orchard Park, and they were all included yesterday down at uh, Key Bank for media day. Mm-hmm. They invited all the boys teams, and for the first time, they invited the girls teams down which is pretty cool. Mike Gilbert opened things up and then handed things off to DeFilippo, called all the teams up, all the coaches up. They introduced their captains and some of the players. And Wasn't there a special guest uh, speaking? Might have been. Yes, Patrick Coletta was there uh, talking about his – it was like the 10th anniversary of the Ottawa Brawl, and so he let in with that. <laughs> what but a he great told... way to influence the high school kids. Hey, let's talk about this big brawl we had. <laughs> Frank he was, was there. Isn't that a special enough guest? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I was there. Ricky was there. Melissa, our friend from Icing the Fed, was there. It was it was a nice moment for all the kids. You know, they'll never forget it. Those jerseys stink. I got to tell you guys, watch those jerseys. They stunk up the joint. Ew. Oh, my you God. you got to keep your uni clean. got to do something about those hockey jerseys. <laughs> Anthony, this is... <laughs> Don't leave them in the bag, sitting in the back of the truck or in the basement. Funny you should mention that. <laughs> When we were playing uh, with uh, guys at work, we always played in, uh, for a while in the Chicktawaga Sea League. So we start the season, this one guy comes in, opens up his bag, dumps the thing out, just like he put it in at the last game the oh. previous spring. I thought I was going to upshot Oh, it man. I love covering hockey, but that's definitely not oh. the... It's a smell you can't uh, get rid of. No, you, I you, can't, it, you don't forget it. Let's put it that I way. Take, I used to take half the cellar. I'd pull everything out. I'd hang it up. I'd air out the whole night. Right. My wife wouldn't let me wear the jersey the second time without washing it. <laughs> and, oh, God, I swear... <laughs> This equipment could have walked on the ice by itself when he dumped it out of that bag. I'll never forget that. I don't miss that part at all. No. <laughs> Nobody does. All Nobody right, does. let's move on to boys basketball. Uh, talking with Earl Shock before the show, and it seemed you know going through it, no real major upsets. I mean, yeah, you might be able to see some you know based on rank you know, where they were seated, but they weren't really big upsets. Maybe some of the surprises might be the margin of victory. Yeah, the one game that seemed to st- stand out in that way was Olean's victory over uh, Maryvale because Maryvale had beaten them the first time and Olean won pretty handily down down at Olean admittedly, but still the teams were probably a lot more closely matched and it was one of those games where maybe it just got away. And then uh, looking at, uh, especially in the Monsignor Martin uh, playoffs, you're looking at Nichols taking care of Niagara Catholic, Walsh over CCA, uh, Canisius beat Joes. Joes was in the game. Joe's did a great job. Coach Simon did a great job with that game, he just keeping it as close as they did. I mean, they needed to make some shots, and unfortunately in the fourth quarter they just stopped scoring. And, uh, 
In a game like that, I mean, it was it was actually low scoring for three quarters, but Canisius opened up and hit some threes, and St. Joe's had to answer, and unfortunately they didn't have anybody to come up with a big shot. When you say no surprises, Anthony, you know what the surprise is? I mean, so somebody just woke up that had been sleeping for a couple of years and all that. He said, what do you mean Canisius and St. Joe's playing in the play-in game? You know, the 4-5 mm-hmm. game, Canisius and Joe's. That is about as outrageous you know, out of the norm as anything this year. On the uh, when we go through the uh, boys in all four classes, the uh, worst seed in there is a six. There's nothing any more than a six seed. They're all six seeds or better this year. So the boys, amazingly true to form. Usually, at least you have one twelve or thirteen that somehow sneaks in because of the uh, crossover league seedings and all that. Don't that aren't really a true indicative. Not this year. Yeah, and we've always pointed out. Usually, it might come out of the Yale Cup. It might be somebody you yep. know. Uh, you know, because of where you know their losses within their own league, they don't get seeded as high, and then they knock off somebody that's a higher seed. All the number ones and twos in the boys, and all, and the only number, only one number one in the girls that didn't make the final four. So today at uh, will be the Class B semifinals at uh, Villa Maria, two o'clock and three forty-five. You're going to have St. Mary's will take on Walsh. That's a one versus a four. Cardinal O'Hara will take on Nichols. And then uh, the Class A semifinals at 5.30 and 7.15. Timon versus Canisius, one versus four. St. Francis versus Park, two versus three. Now we're looking at familiarity. I mean, these teams know each other. Yeah, this is, this is uh, and for a long time, the Catholic League has been kind of, you almost knew who was going to, there was like an overwhelming favorite coming in. This is the the first year that I know that pretty much anything can happen. Any of these eight teams can end up winning the A or the B. And it's going to be a really exciting day there at, at Villa because no team, like, for example, St. Francis would probably, if everyone had to pick a team out of hat side who they had the best season, it'd probably be St. Francis. But And they beat Park twice. Now they're going to have to beat him a third time because they lost the coin flip with Timon and they're the two seed. And time and time and Canisius, uh, they just played last week, and it was a close game until the last three four minutes. And it, how tough is it to beat that team the third time in the season? We hear that all the time, but in high school sports, especially on the court, yeah. how tough is it? Earl, well, can I chip in real quick? Go ahead. Earl usually always says, "I'd rather be the team that won <laughs> twice during the year than the team that lost well, twice exactly. during the year." We had a we had a, back two thousand four. We had a three a three thing with Hutch Tech the same way, and it was a play. The third one was a playoff game, and I said, "I'd rather be the team that knows they can win." I mean, obviously, it's it's always difficult to be a good team three times, but. At least you're going in knowing you could beat the other team. Where the other team, well, you know, they got they got close a couple times. And, and Park, I mean, the one game was in overtime. Having said that, though, St. Francis is, has met their match and more both times. So it'll be an interesting day for sure. Anthony, does that make you feel nice and young? 13 years ago since Rodney Pierce versus Ace Narvaez. 13 years. Hope you're not superstitious. It's time flies by so fast. Yeah, I had and black then, hair then. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, Manhattan Cup Finals will be Wednesday, mm-hmm. March 1st at uh, Canisius College Kessler Center at 6.05 and 8.05. Yeah, those should be two great games. Whoever wins today, both games will be great. You know, and I'm looking, you know, as you've mentioned, these teams have all taken turns beating each other. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 been, you know, at the beginning people would have thought Park might be a prohibitive favorite coming in, especially the way they played early on. And then St. Francis has had an outstanding year. Brian Ferris did a great job with that team. Sure. And they're and 
And the, if if I had to pick a favorite, it'd be them. But it's by the slimmest of margins because time and time is certainly good enough to win the whole thing as well. As is Park. I like Walsh and the small schools. Those two brothers or half brothers, whatever they are, boy, they put on a show. Even at Park, where they were as a whole, the team was totally outmanned or whatever you want to call it. Those, I mean, these guys are barely six foot tall. It's not like they're six five and they're, you know, man child or something like that. And just to watch him, boy, he finds a way to get open and he makes the baskets. Well, speaking of coaching jobs, Andy Moore is doing it with smoke and mirrors. I mean, they have nine nine kids. I think they have the entire male population of the school playing <laughs> as, as big as the school is. And they have two very, very good players. They have another another kid who stepped up, uh, his last name Menz and Perez, and he played well against uh, Christian Central. But after that, they have guys that are very new to basketball. And um, they came up and they had some big shots too. So I, I – I would nef- I would definitely wouldn't be surprised that they won the whole thing. Wow. Half the, half the reasons a couple of them are on the court is because the rule says you have to have five on the court. <laughs> Coach, is this the time of year where you're going to see a team come out with a different offense, a different look, a different scheme? Most times not. Bring just what because, you've been doing. Just because, yeah, I think – I think there's there's something to be said for doing a little. It might be minor adjustments to trick somebody, but I mean, you're also giving a message to your kids. If you all of a sudden have gotten this far and then you change something, it's like subconsciously you're thinking, "Well, does the coach not believe in us?" So I'm I, I personally try and go with the the horse that brought you. But you know, mm. there might be a couple other things. Somebody like Mark Simon would would throw a random triangle and two in there sometimes. Or, but I think with the teams that we're going to see today, I think it's pretty much you're going to see what you're going to see. Overall, you have to do what you do best. Yeah, and I think that after 24 games or whatever they played so far, I think that's pretty much they know, they all know each other. Yogi says you dance with the girl that brung you. We're going to turn this into the all cliche <laughs> It's hour. 2017, though. <laughs> yeah. Nobody goes. I, I stopped going there. Well, what am I supposed to say? You dance with the person that brung you? All right, let's move on. Uh, double A pre-quarter final actions that took place on Wednesday had Clarence uh, beating Ni- Niagara-Weedfield. That was an 8 versus 9. Orchard Park knocking off Frontier. That was a 7 versus a 10. Uh, then you had uh, quarterfinals Friday. Jamestown beating Clarence in overtime. That was a 1 versus 8. Niagara Falls over Lockport. That was a 5 versus a 4. Really can't call that an upset. And the band played on. And the band plays on. Uh, Lancaster beating Orchard Park. That was a two versus seven. Kent West over Williamsville North. That was a three versus six. So that's going to set up uh, Wednesday, March 1st, Jamestown versus the Falls. Lancaster versus Kenmore West. Jamestown versus the Falls at Buffalo State? Must be a first, well, I'll bet right? you that's yeah. been a while since that happened. Got to be like a... Fifty-one weeks, maybe. Or? Uh, this this bracket, you could draw a circle around somebody. You close your eyes, throw a dart, whatever. I mean, bingo. Any of any of the teams are capable of winning that. You know, Lancaster. I mean, uh, Jamestown probably has the best player in James Rojas in the group. But Kenmore West is very athletic. They have T.J. Aquilino who scored thirty-two last night. Didn't Lancaster beat Jamestown at, uh, towards, they, at the end of the did, season? They, they did, did actually. Uh, a week or so ago, they they shared the uh, Division One title in the ECIC. So any of these teams could win. It should be it should be great ball. Why couldn't Lancaster do this when I was doing the games? <laughs> that would have been Maybe a lot a of jinx, fun, Tony. I'm yeah, not sure. that's it. I, I was definitely uh, a jinx. Um, 
I mean, you know, we talked about yeah. uh, the Niagara Frontier League and just a toss-up between Kenmore West, Lockport, Niagara Falls, Grand uh, Island. And Grand also, Island. Yeah. Uh, it, it's been crazy all year. So they're real close and no real advantage there. No, I, I, it, should be, it should be great. I mean, there's, there, this, this whole week at Buff State is going to be full of like close games, I would think. Oh, it's always a lot of fun. Parody running rampant. In A1 action, we had Hamburg beating Hutch Tech. Uh, that was on Wednesday in 8 versus 9. West Seneca West beating Williamsville East. That was a 10 over a 7. So there's your uh, there's your upset. Uh, quarterfinals had Will South beating Hamburg. That was a 1 over 8. McKinley in overtime over West Seneca East. That was a 4 versus 5. North Tonawanda over West Seneca West. That was a 2 versus a 10. Grand Island over Sweet Home. That was a 3 versus a 6. Uh, you know, first, congratulations to Coach Lutman and West Seneca East because they have, I think they've. They've gone to West Seneca East has gone to McKinley like five or six years out of the last eight for playoffs, and they they hung in there and and took them to overtime. So, having said that, Waysville South would be the logical team to win here, but you know McKinley McKinley's always going to surprise you. And and Coach Dorsey talk about da- dancing with the horse that brought you. I mean they're gonna they're gonna press full court. They're gonna send ten guys out and they're gonna try and outnumber them. And that's that's another matchup we've seen before above state Williamsville South and McKinley, and then Tonawanda and Great Island is a those are teams that have played each other in Niagara Frontier League, so there won't be any surprises there. And doesn't that just about guarantee for about the hundred and fiftieth year that either Will South or McKinley is going to play in the A one championship game? Yeah, that's probably true. I I mean they've all been they've they've been A one for a while and they've both been in it. Do the teams that have already that have been or like Roger said a hundred times at uh, Buff State do they have an advantage going into these games at think, at Buff State over somebody that's not an, a regular? I think so. I think uh, not just the the players because the players change the coaches too because they also know a few things like the court the court being ten feet longer would seem to be the the most subtle thing but it's the most important thing in a lot of ways because when you're playing basketball you're doing a lot of things from memory and you're dribbling the whole way and it seems like. You're dribbling the length of the Baja sometimes yeah. the first time you've been there. Are we there yet? And yeah, exactly. And the first the first half of some Do we of get these a restroom games, break? <laughs> the first half of some of these games is awfully low scoring for the teams that haven't been there before. And if you if if you're one of those teams you don't hold the other team down, you can get out of there early. I remember it happened to Dunkirk a couple of years ago, who had a great season and then they came in and I forget who played them, but they were they were they only scored like ten points in the first half and they just weren't used to the venue and the setting in that. So I think there's definitely an advantage to that. Plus, you talk about the big crowds, and yeah, yeah it, it all, all adds into it. All the it. other, the pageantry, you know. Sure. Uh, in A2, you had, on Wednesday, Star Point beating Iroquois. That was an 8 over a 9. Luport beating Kenmore East. That was a 7 over a 10. Lakeshore over Pioneer. There's another upset. 11 over a 6. And then uh, last night, Amherst over Star Point, 1 versus 8. Olean beating Maryville by a sizable margin, four versus five. Cheetawaga uh, over Luport, that was a two versus a seven. South Park over Lakeshore, that was a three versus 11. Uh, so now we're setting up uh, Tuesday's games, Amherst versus Olean and Cheetawaga versus South Park. Interesting bracket there. I mean, Olean... Olean was quote down, and here they are back at Buff State again. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna have a test with Amherst. Amherst probably is the the best overall team in this bracket, but it's by a really small margin. South Park won the Yale Cup. 
and they, you know, that's tough to do no matter what kind of year it is in the Yale Cup. And they're, I like their team. They play very hard. And uh, Chikawaga's got Dom Welsh, and, you know, he's he's 25 points away, as Frank said, from, you know, a record. I'll be curious to see if he gets it because South Park's not going to let him get it, and they, they have to win this game to move on. So it, that'll be a real interesting, like, side play to that game. Could the pressure uh, for Welsh to break it, could that play into a factor on a negative way, I should it can, say? It can if he's thinking about it. I mean, okay. if he just goes out and plays, he's so good. If he goes out and plays, he'll get 25 in this By kind of a game, yeah. well, and it'll be up. It should be an up and down game because South Park goes after you, you know. But I mean, they're gonna. I think if I were the coach of South Park, I'd make someone else beat me first. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll get into uh, B one and B two. If you want to follow along, you want to keep an update on the scores. Go to the View from Center Court, excellent website. Uh, thank you, Center Court, for doing such a wonderful job. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back with more inside high school sports. Say cheese. Oh, the guys are posing for pictures. What a ham Roger is, I'm telling you. Welcome back to Inside High School Sports. I'm Tony Caligiuri, your host, along with Earl Schunk, Duville head coach, Frank Wolf from AllWesternNewYork.com and the 300 level, and Roger Weiss, our resident troublemaker, Derek Kramer, producing. All right, we left off with uh, with B's. Let's get into the B1 brackets. Uh, first round action from... Uh, twenty the twenty first Emerson over Alden. There's an upset, a sixteen over a nine. Albion over City Honors, a twelve over a thirteen. Fredonia beating Tonawanda, that was a ten versus fifteen. Uh, CSAT beating Riverside, that was a fourteen over an eleven. Burgard beat Emerson. That was an eight versus a sixteen. Who beat Emerson? They don't deserve a woof woof. Uh, not not this year. Oh, Burgard beating Emerson. Ouch. That was an eight over a sixteen. Dunkirk over Albion. That was a five versus a twelve. Uh, Earl, close your ears. Fredonia beating I Prep. Yeah. Uh, that was a ten versus a seven. I wouldn't consider that an upset. Now both teams were equally matched teams. I saw both of them. And then we had uh, let's see. Depew beating CSAT, 6 versus 14. And then uh, East Aurora over Burgard, that was a 1 versus 8. Dunkirk over Springville, that was a 5 over a 4. MST Seneca beating Fredonia, a 2 over a 10. Newfane beating Depew, that was a 3 over a 6. And then the semifinals are Monday. You'll have East Aurora taking on Dunkirk. MST Seneca taking on Newfane. Yeah, um, four teams from like different corners of the planet playing. It'll, it, that's the great thing about some of these smaller brackets. You have teams that aren't in leagues; they don't normally play each other, so you're gonna have a contrast in styles. East Aurora's games are very low scoring. They they pride themselves on their defense. So, I mean, I think their game yesterday was was very low scoring, and I've seen Dunkirk put up a lot of points lately. So that'll be a great contest. In yeah, styles. East Aurora only gave up thirty four to Burgard. Yeah, and. Uh, I, I would bet most of the players from MST Seneca couldn't find Newfane, so that would be a real interesting matchup there. Seneca's got a young team; they're very they're kind of underrated in all this. I'd, I'd be curious to see how they do. And Newfane just had a big win over Depew, so that they should be a good squad. Newfane's been strong all year, right? Yeah, yeah they have. And um, I, you know, having having seen Dunkirk or having seen uh, Dunkirk and Depew, Newfane. Newfane beating Depew as, as handily as they did, they, they they probably have a really good shot to, to go to the finals. 
And I saw Dunkirk in the uh, Lancaster tip-off tournament actually knocked off Lancaster. So, uh, yeah, uh, Dunkirk is my pick in that bracket. Wow. All right, let's jump to B2. You had first-round action, which was Tuesday. Southwestern over Buffalo Arts, a 13 over a 12. Roy Hart over Eden, that was a 10, beating a 15. Oracle Charter beating Akron, 11 versus 14. Then on Wednesday, you had Gowanda over JFK, 8 versus 9. Middle College over Southwestern, which was a 5 versus 13. Then you had Lafayette over Roy Hart in overtime, 7 over a 10. Wilson beating Oracle, 6 over an 11. And then the quarterfinals yesterday, Medina beating Gowanda. That was a 1 over an 8. Health Science beating Middle College. Uh, that was a 4 over a 5. Olmstead beating Lafayette, 2 versus 7. And then Lackawanna over Wilson. That was a 3 versus a 6. Setting up semifinals on Thursday at Buff State. Medina will take on Health Science. Olmstead will take on Lackawanna. Again, there's four teams, again, that don't see each other regularly, so it'll be another great contest. Olmstead has been kind of flying under the radar all year in the Buffalo Public Schools. They've been doing really well. They have a kid, kid named Reed who scored 41 yesterday, and considering the team themselves only had 67, he's, he probably did an awful lot of the offense. Um, they're, play, they're playing a Lackawanna team that's flown under the radar also in ECIC4, and Lackawanna's had a long you know, history of being there, but it's been a while since they've been there, so I'll right. be curious to see how that one goes. And then the, the, the one versus four, they got the lock kid who just scored his 1,000th point, and Health Science is a very athletic team against probably the most athletic person in the tournament, uh, Jalen Cooper from Medina, who's, who I've seen him play a couple times, and he's freakishly athletic. Wow, I like that Baines kid a lot. I've yes. seen him play for Olmstead. He's yeah. he's all over the place. Yeah, they're well hustler. coached. I mean, yeah, you know, Andy Bush has done a great job with that program. In the preliminary round, the 13 seed Southwestern knocked off the 12 seed Buffalo Arts. That is the only game throughout that entire bracket where the lower seed knocked off the higher seed. After that, in the uh, you know quarterfinals, it was. One through eight in the semifinals, one through four. Guys, jump over into the uh, C1, C2 brackets. Uh, Chautauqua Lake beating Casadega Valley yesterday. That was a one over an eight. Allegheny Limestone defeating Salamanca. That was a five over a four. Cleve Hill beating Western York Maritime. That was a two versus a seven. Portville beating Tapestry six versus a three. That I would consider an upset. That was a bit of an upset. Portville apparently I have I didn't see Portville all year. Tapestry had a team that was up and coming as well. And uh they had a really good fourth quarter. The game was close and they pulled away in the fourth to win. Um Cleveland Hill has has been good all year. I mean they're, they're ECIC four doesn't get a lot of attention, but they've been playing pretty well all year. And uh they've been there before. You know, Jason Shivish has been there. You know, three or four times in the last five years. So I think they have an advantage just from being there. And then Chautauqua Lake is one of the few teams that can say they beat Olean this year. So that there's a lot to be said for that. And they play Allegheny, Allegheny Limestone. Limestone. That'll be at JCC yeah. on Monday. And then you have Cleve Hill versus Portville. Yeah. I mean, the one thing about Cleve Hill is they're going they're going to the south. It's not going to be like they're playing at Buff State again. So right. that'll be different. But they've been to that, that <clears throat> game before. It's a great atmosphere at JCC. 
And then the finals will be on Friday at 8.15. In C2, you had Westfield be- beating BASCS, and that was an 8 over a 9. Global Concepts beat Silver Creek, a 7 over a 10. Randolph beating Westfield sizably, uh, 1 versus an 8. Frewsburg over Maple Grove, that was a 4 over a 5. Very close game. East beating Global Concepts, 2 over a 7. And then Barker beating Holland, a 6 over a 3. That sets up the semifinals Tuesday at uh, JCC, 515 and 645, where you'll have Randolph taking on Frewsburg and East taking on Barker. Yeah, I, th- I would think if there's a, the 800-pound elephant in the room, it's going to be East in this one. They played. They played a schedule against all the teams that are playing A and B games. Uh, Randolph. Randolph obviously has been there before, and they've done a really good job. I would anticipate a, a Randolph and East final, but but East has the athleticism that these other three teams probably has not seen. They have Willard Anderson, who's one of the top three or four players in the city. They're scoring more points than they normally do. Usually, you watch East as, as Roger says every year. Starling teaches defense. Yeah, he, he'll have them go after him. But you got a kid. You got a kid who scores. He's also he's also had teams that have scored a lot of points too. Mm-hmm. So and and when he's got when he's got a horse, he knows the he knows to ride it. Exactly. Well, yeah, even center court mentioned it uh, a few weeks ago when he was in studio and all that. Uh, the difference of that East team performance, uh, the times that Starling was not there versus the time he ride is night and day. And, you know, you hate to take away from the assistance, but Starling can motivate. Well, he has an unusual presence on the court that motivates people. Having coached next to him a lot of times, I know that. <laughs> and uh, the only... Uh, Lower seed uh, in that entire bracket that beat a higher seed is when number six Barker knocked off number three ha- uh, Holland for the right to play against number two East. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. Like I say East is gonna come out, and I'm sure they'll go after him. All right, uh, how about D's? Well, D's D's goes down to basically Climber versus the winner of uh, Ellicottville and Franklinville, and uh, Ellicottville and Franklinville is gonna be a really good game. Franklinville. And Ellicottville split. Elliot Bowen for Franklin or for Ellicottville is a really good player. Franklinville's got some real athletes to to match up with them. I would give Franklinville the edge, just because I think they have a couple more athletes, and then it'll be an interesting final. Yeah, it's going to be. It's been a great uh, great playoff so far. All right, Roger, get us up to date on the on the uh, girls. Okay, uh, Monsignor Martin last night playing games. Number four, St. Mary's knocked off number five, Nichols. So they will play <clears throat> Sunday for the right to go up against Cardinal O'Hara. Our Cardinal O'Hara might not be the best team in the state, but they're in the top ten. They're that good. Uh, then the uh, other semifinal game, Mount St. Mary, as we say, the third game uh, versus Sacred Heart. They knocked off Sacred Heart for the first time ever in their own barn. They lost a close game to Sacred Heart and Sacred Heart's barn on a night where if they would have been able to hit the floor with a shot, they might have won that game as well. Very interesting, that semifinal, for the right to play against O'Hara. And then, like I say, O'Hara is just too good. Uh, yeah, unlucky the boys has been, O'Hara's been a clear-cut favorite. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you know, I've said it before, but they like the uh, terminology, so I'll say it again. The O'Hara girls this year schedule outside of Monsignor Martin was literally a 
who's who of New York State girls basketball game, and they more than held their own against most teams. Yes, they got it handed to them by Christ the King out of New York City, but who doesn't? So uh, then uh, on the uh, B schools in Mount Mercy, and, I, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, whoever comes out of the uh, um, Catholic A championship has to play against the double A. So the bad news for O'Hara, who's probably maybe in A school when it comes to uh, you know body enrollment and all that, will have to play double A going against all the big boys against New York State. But uh, and I guess the runner-up in that game, so I would think the Mount St. Mary Sacred Heart winner would ap- actually represent the A's in the Catholic State Championships. Okay, and then for the B's. Uh, last night, Buffalo Sem knocked off Niagara Catholic in the 4-5 game. They will play Mount Mercy on Sunday, and the 2-3 game would feature Narden and Park. I look for Mount Mercy to come out of that uh, as the B representative downstate. Okay, you want to start with the A's or the D's in the section? Whatever uh, you want, Raj. Okay. At Sweet Home, though, right? These games? Yes. Uh, well, no, the D's and the C's will be down at uh, Jamestown High School. Boys play at JCC. The girls down there in the smaller schools will play their semis and finals at Jamestown. All right, let's take a break, Raj. When we come back, you'll get us up to date on uh, Section 6 playoffs for girls and uh We'll have a little bit more, too, if we can squeeze it in. All right, you're listening to Inside High School Sports and WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. Sales up next. Man, there's a lot going on. This is a great time of year for sports, if you think about it. You know, college basketball winding down, March Madness coming up, uh, you know, NFL free agency coming up, the race to make to see if the Sabres make the playoffs. That's a lot going on. And you mentioned when, you know, high school playoffs. Daytona? Yeah, Daytona tomorrow. Come on, Dale Jr. Yeah, it's if there isn't enough. Got to go on, and then the Sabres decide they have to race for the playoffs. They add that to the yell. <laughs> Might as well. Let's have fun. All right, uh, where do we leave off? Roger, girls, Section 6, go. Okay, Class D, uh, the 2-3 game, very interesting. Panama, defending state runner-up, will be playing uh, against Ellicottville. Again, these will be at Jamestown uh, High School. And the number one seed, uh, Franklinville, will be playing against Clymer. Uh, I think the panama Elkettville is a pick game. I expect Franklinville to easily uh, beat Clymer, although I do not know. Uh, the older Haskell girl, Allison, did a number on her ankle in one of the uh, early games. So I don't know what her status was. I haven't been in contact with uh, Jeff Haskell yet, but... Uh, Either way, probably without Allison, they could beat Clymer. If Allison's not available against the winner of the Elkettville Panama game, then I don't. Uh, I'm not crazy about Franklinville's chances. Class C two, the only upset I alluded to early in the show, where uh, the only number one seed who did not make it to the semifinals, Buffalo East, they were knocked off by uh, eight seed Westfield in the quarterfinals. So Westfield will be playing Randolph. 
in the uh, 8-4 game and in the 2-3 game, holland Frewsburg. I see uh, Frewsburg easily going through that bracket. Uh, they uh, And then eventually I think Frewsburg would win the crossover game as well. Uh, Allegheny Limestone and Tapestry will be playing in the 1-4 game in Class C-1. Cleve Hill, again, they got to go downtown or go down south to uh, Jamestown. Uh, I hope they got a lot of reserve money in their uh, gas slush fund for Cleveland Hill because they're making a couple trips, boys and girls. Uh, number two, uh, Chautauqua Lake will be uh, Cleve Hill's opponent. They knocked off Falconer. Class B, uh, the uh, B1s. The, high, the lowest seed, whatever you want to call it, in boys or girls, Charter School Applied Technology, the number 12 seed, actually knocked off I-Prep. They will be going up against number one, Depew. Uh, one of the most interesting girls' games will be East Aurora and Fredonia. Fredonia with the Cybart sisters. East Aurora, even without Emma Brinker is still very competitive. Don't look past them. I think East Aurora would have walked through that division with uh, with Emma Brinker. Now it was a level playing field. And then in the B2s, Olmstead uh, knocked off Medina. They got a couple of athletes. Or, excuse me, Olmstead plays Medina. That should be a very interesting game. Buffalo Arts and Wilson. Uh, that is by far the most interesting bracket in the girls' basketball all the way around. I think any one of four teams could come through. I like Wilson only because Brian uh, – I almost said Brian Wilson. Brian Baker will be there while he's been there. Uh, that's, uh, again, the most interesting bracket. The charter school coaches, isn't she from Tonawanda? She was a Lady Warrior NT. I'm not familiar with the coach on there. I, a lot of these teams I've barely seen, if at all. And I apologize for that. Class A, by far the best bracket. Uh, Kedmore East just walked through the Niagara Frontier League. They were undefeated in girls' basketball in the league schedule, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, they're going up against, here's going to surprise you, Olean made the Final Four. Shocked. That should be a very interesting game, in spite of the fact that Ken East is the number one seed. I wouldn't look past Ole, and especially with Sarah Pfeiffer. This girl could throw in 40, you know, on an off day. On an off day, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, obviously, the best game, semifinal game in all girls basketball, in my opinion, number two Lakeshore against number three uh, Amherst. Ooh. Amherst with Claire Wanzer. Uh, she's one of my pick for co-player of the year, along with... Uh, Corey Ann Dixon from uh, uh, Cardinal O'Hara. And Lakeshore, they will just come at you. They could put nine girls on the court. I don't know if the bigger court that they'll play on, uh, I believe they're playing at Sweet Home as well. I don't know how that will affect Lakeshore. Although Lakeshore is a pretty uh, decent-sized court, so that shouldn't be too much of a problem. If you, if even three of those uh, what nine girls are playing anywhere near their normal game, I like Lakeshore's chances, but then Claire Wanzer could carry Amherst. Uh, finally, uh, we got the double A's. Uh, very interesting, and like uh, Earl says, same with the boys. Uh, enjoy the uh, sectional championships, because once you get to Rochester, you're going to go up against the Bishop Kearneys and the uh, uh, Mercy of Rochester's of the world. And uh, if uh, Section 6 wins any of those games, 
there's an investigation waiting to happen. Wow. Uh, number one, Clarence will play number eight OP. Jamestown, Niagara, Wheatfield, that would be the 4 5 game. Now, these are Friday. They're a date behind because they play their championship games the, the same night that the A's and B's play their crossover games. So, right now, they're still doing their quarterfinals. Number two, Frontier. Number seven, Ken West. Number three, Lockport against number six, Lancaster. I like Lancaster in that Lockport game. I like Frontier and Clarence. Clarence and Frontier would be the ideal matchup because they're the one and two. Uh, I think they may have split during the year. Frontier barely lost to Clarence at Clarence late in the year, a one-possession game. Now, those games are played on their home court. Then they go to Sweet Home, right? The quarterfinals, that is correct. The higher seed is the home team. All right, guys. We get it all in, Raj? I hope so. I know I left something out. I know, if I'm not mistaken, when I talked about the good A2 bracket a week ago, I don't even think I mentioned Ken East, and then shame on me for that. Uh, Ken East deserves better. Uh, I think I was more involved with that uh, four or five game potential between Iroquois and uh, Olean, which Olean came true to form. But uh, like I say, Good news is the band will play on at uh, Buff State, at least for the semifinal. Same thing for the girls down at Jamestown for Panama. They bring their band. The atmosphere difference between night and day when those bands are there. All right, guys. Thank you much, Earl. Uh, Derek Kramer, thank you for, produ- for, yeah, for producing. We'll talk to you next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.